0: It's the Mm -hmm. motto Throwback with no chaser With no trouble Mm -hmm. Popping that mower Baby let's make some back to the life of an average Joe podcast. How's everybody doing today? Hope you guys are having a great one. Man, we are just barreling through November. This is crazy. <clears throat> I have to tell you this is crazy. I feel like I was gearing up for October, gearing up for my Halloween season and everything that that entails. And next thing you know, we're in November and we're so close to Thanksgiving already. I mean, time and money for that matter, <laughs> just flies by. So as I'm sitting here getting ready to to kind of think about the next few podcasts that I got coming up and I'm, I'm getting ready to, of course, by the time you guys listen to this, I may have already been back from Las Vegas or going. I don't remember when I'm going to post this. So I started to just kind of think about wrapping up the end of the year and wrapping about all you know, all all these movies, talking about all these movies that I've watched for Halloween. I think I did something like 40-something movies. My brain is fried. I'm not watching any of them again. Meaning, what I mean by that is I'm not watching any horror movies again. There might be one or two coming out. I think there's, I think there is one. It's actually the third part of the trilogy of the X series. So it was X and Pearl, and then there's a new one coming out uh, very soon. I believe it's called Maxine that I will watch, but I'm not watching any more horror movies till the, till next Halloween because I am fried. But I started to think about movies in general because I started to go back to the ones that I own. And I used to own a ton of movies, a ton of physical media, you know, DVDs, VHS, actually back in the day, if we want to go to it, I used to work for Blockbuster, uh, not, you know, for a while. One of my mini jobs. I think I talked about this before. And Blockbuster, at its heyday, blew Netflix out of the water. Okay, so if we remember, let's go through history here. If we remember, Netflix was essentially the first streaming, or not even streaming, because they didn't have streaming, was the first media that you could order and become part of this club online. You used to sign up for Netflix and you could get like two DVDs, I think one, two, and three. DVDs out at a time. It's fairly cheap. And you'd sign up for it and you'd have your queue and you could add movies to your, to your queue. And it would just start off one, two, three, four, whatever. And then you can move movies. So let's say I was binge watching the James Bond movies and I, you know, I went to go get, I don't know, whatever, James Bond, uh, Octopussy, And I went to get that and it, you know, wasn't available, but once it came back in, I could bump it up to my queue and they would automatically send it back. So you could sit there and get the DVD, watch it, keep it, drop it back in the mail. And as soon as they received it, they would send the next movie out. It was very cool. Well, Blockbuster decided to come up with the same idea. Now, how stupid, how stupid do you got to be to say, you know what, we're going to do that too, but we're also going to keep our hundreds or thousands of physical stores and we're going to do that so you're essentially shooting yourself in the foot because people are going to be like well why do i need to go to your store anymore i'm just going to go do this blockbuster online thing and i don't have to go to your store and they were like well the cool thing is you can return these dvds to blockbuster too well great so i can just come in toss them in the return box and i still don't have to step foot in your store waste my time with crowds and buy extra crap that I don't need, like candy and stuff like that. So they shot themselves in the foot. And at one point, Blockbuster was actually going to purchase Netflix. Because in the beginning, Netflix was rough when they started to dabble in potential streaming. People forget, when Netflix first came out to stream, they were crap. It was rough. So Netflix was like, they may have, you know, kind of lost it to Blockbuster course we all know the story right now the irony is that on netflix there's a documentary of the last blockbuster on earth good documentary you should watch it but don't watch the blockbuster series called blockbuster which i thought was going to be funny which ended up just really being sucky and crappy and they probably already canceled it but that was blockbuster blockbuster was the king and i remember when I worked there and they were they would have all these DVDs and VHS and then eventually switch over to DVDs fully. They put these DVDs for sale. And you could buy them used and you could buy these VHS tapes used. I gotta tell you, at one point, and I'm not just talking about stuff I recorded, I'm talking about stuff that I owned. I had it I had pretty close to a thousand VHS movies. Maybe more. Maybe more thousand VHS movies. Now I only have like two or three, maybe four, some of which have been autographed by, you know, certain people I met or whatever. And and, and I'm not going to get rid of those, but DVDs, I had a lot. I mean, a lot, hundreds and hundreds of DVDs. And then over the years, I've either lost some, you know, took it to somebody's house and left it there, sold some, and then when I got a divorce, I'm pretty sure my ex still has some. You know what? Next time I'm going to go over there, I'm just going to look, just pop open the, uh, you know, the entertainment center, which I bought, and look at it and be like, all right, that was mine. I I know it's years later, but I want it back now, you know? Um, But I did take some with me, and then I sold some over the years because I thought to myself, I don't need them anymore. I don't need them. Again, I'd save some because I have some special collector's editions that I would never get rid of. Like I've got the the Godfather DVD collector edition. It's got all the discs on there and not only that, it's got a two bonus discs and it's really cool because it shows all the, the auditions for the roles. It's actually got Robert De Niro trying out to play Michael Corleone and it's got other at Robert Redford trying out as Michael Corleone, really cool stuff. There's a great documentary. You're, you're just not going to get that stuff again. So I, I would never get rid of that. But I, I've got a decent amount, maybe 60 or 70 left. Give or take, maybe, maybe 50. I haven't counted yet. And I've kept them. But it got me thinking about the streaming services and how they've grown. And how they went from Netflix to really not much else. But now let's take a look. Let's just look at these real quick. Because I think something is happening. I think, I don't want to say history is repeating itself. And I don't want to say that things are going backwards. But I do think that something is happening with the streaming wars. I think the streaming wars are coming to somewhat of an end we're on the end or the last leg of the streaming wars and i think we're starting to see some of the casualties i know that people might disagree with me i know people think that i'm probably wrong and maybe i am but in my opinion i think it's gotten ridiculous and i love streaming i mean who doesn't be able you know is it doesn't love having that library at the click of a button it's all made us lose you know it's all made us losers at times and made us gain weight and binge watch crap we don't need but it's still great but i think something's happening but right now we've got just to name these we've got netflix we've got disney plus we've got hulu amazon prime you know as far as the streaming goes peacock paramount plus hbo max amc plus Showtime, it's got streaming channels, Shudder, Voodoo, YouTube, I can keep going, there's more, it's, it's, it's ridiculous, Discovery Plus, which now merged with HBO Max, you know, like, it's ridiculous. And of course, we all got rid of cable because it was astronomical and they didn't have crap on it. But now you're talking to people that got like 13 different streaming services and you're like, bro, do 13 times 10. You're paying 130 bucks a month. You might as well just get cable. But there's nothing on cable now, so it's like, whatever. I know people that have almost every single streaming service and I know for a fact That I could sit there and be like, what do you watch? Oh, I haven't watched that in months. Well, why do you have it? You're literally pissing money away. You're just pissing, well, just in case I want to. Well, when you want to watch something, buy it again. That's why there's no contracts. Which I think that's going to change soon, too. That's what I do for Halloween. I get certain services again. Or, like, I'm going to get HBO Max again soon. So I can watch, because I have not watched any of the House of the Dragon. You now the Game of Thrones spinoff or prequel. I haven't watched it yet. There's a couple other shows on there I want to watch and movies. And then I'll catch it up, and I'll get rid of it. I do it for The Walking Dead as The Walking Dead wraps up. Which, by the way, in a mere couple weeks, we are going to have Brandon's Walking Dead show. We're going to go back and look at the history. We're going to talk about a little bit of the graphic novels. We're going to talk about what I think of The Walking Dead series finale, the spinoffs. Favorite moments, where I think the series went wrong, stuff like that. But I've got AMC+. Plus. Well, I'm already going to cancel it. Because I'm done with The Walking Dead. For Halloween, I got like Peacock or Paramount+, Plus, things like that. And I'll watch my shows, and then I'm done. You know, it's nice, but I'm not just going to keep paying five to ten bucks every month just to have it. But here we are, and Netflix was cranking out. I talk about Netflix because they are still the number one. Just to kind of tell you guys, just to kind of go over some things with you guys. Netflix has roughly 220, 221 million subscribers. Amazon Prime, which I don't think that's fair, has over 200 million. Because I think, I mean, look, you get Amazon Prime when you have Prime. So I think most of that, for me, in my opinion, is because of what Amazon offers as far as their shipping and same-day delivery and returns. I don't look at Amazon as a distinctive streaming service. They've gotten better, and ever since they've actually, you know, purchased... Whatever studio, and they sunk that much money into making the Lord of the Rings prequel, then I think that they're going to try to get in that game. But I think the way that their streaming service is set up, the functionality of it sucks. I don't think Amazon Prime puts out great stuff, and and as far as content with their regular library, eh. But they hit almost two hundred million. Disney Plus just hit 162 million. They're creeping. And then, of course, you've got Apple TV, which, you know, has around 19 million. ESPN Plus has 14.9 million. Look, I got to tell you, Apple TV has very few things that I care about. Very few. I've seen some stuff from Apple TV. And I got to tell you, I, I just don't think it's that good of a service. It's not enough... Even for free, I could care less. But Netflix, you know, they started to really do some amazing stuff. It reminded me of the early days of HBO. Early days of HBO's renaissance. Not when HBO first came out and started having late night HBO and taxicab confessions and all that. I'm talking about HBO with The Sopranos. With, uh, what was it, My my Big Fat Lie or My Big Fat Family or, I don't know, whatever it was. The Mormon Show. I don't even think it's called That Big Fat Lie. I think I just cross-mojinated, like, two different shows. But they started to come up with that. They You know, Six Feet Under and, and all the, the wire. Amazing shows on HBO. They really did. Uh, the Leftovers or Leftovers or something like that. Re- HBO had had changed the way that we view television. And I talked about that in my Soprano episode. But that's what Netflix reminded me of after it was just like, hey, let's see what's on Netflix with these movies and documentaries. They came up with original programming and their original shows were good. They were unique. They were nice. They were different. They were, they were something that we hadn't seen before. It was fresh. And, I, and, and it made Netflix, not only could you get these movies, and of, and of course, because they weren't stuck with dealing with other streaming services and these strange contracts, they were getting all kinds of movies. I mean, let's not forget, at one point you could watch some of these superhero movies long before the MCU really took off. You could watch Tim Burton's Batman. You could watch these other programs on Netflix. So you had a great library like, hey, you know what? I feel like watching Ghost. Let me put this on. I feel like watching Forrest Gump. I can go to Netflix. But now, then they had it where, oh my God, Netflix has got a new movie out. Netflix has got a new show out. And it was great. But a lot of those shows have ended. And a lot of those movies have shifted. Netflix has shifted the way they do business. They lost a ton of subscribers. Matter of fact, this is the first time in this third quarter here that they've gained subscribers. Now, nobody knows why. We can't sit here and say it's due to Stranger Things because Stranger Things happened a long time ago. Season, season four ended a while ago. Ozarks ended a while ago. Umbrella Academy, the most recent season, ended a while ago. So who knows why? I personally think it has to do with the foreign audiences because Netflix has a ton of foreign product on there from documentaries and shows. And that's great. That's cool. I personally, there's a ton of crap. Like I get real tired of seeing all this stuff on my list. Like, hey, check this out. We think you'll like this. And it's 50 different movies or TV shows from, I don't know, India, and one is good. That's just me. So I get annoyed by that because that's not my thing, although there, are, there, there I love watching certain ones, and I've been way into the Korean horror films, the Japanese horror films and shows. Those have been great. They can keep pumping that stuff out. They are nailing it. You ever just want to throw your cat through the window because I do right now. My cat's so annoying. just does stupid stuff. And I love cats, but he's just he's just annoying, man. anyway, I think he's just trying to get my attention. He's worse than a kid, but they've lost these shows. So I have no idea how they're gaining the audience and they've also raised the price. Let's not forget, Netflix raised their prices during the peak of COVID twice. We had no choice. They probably gained viewers too. We were, we were stuck at home watching crap. And that was when a lot of people really started to try other streaming services. HBO Max was doing straight releases. Suicide Squad, the new one, the James Gunn one, was released straight on HBO Max. You know, the 14-hour mediocre Snyder cut of Justice League was released straight on HBO Max. That was a big deal. Then people started to check out Peacock, then Paramount Plus came and they were like, well, I'm home, whatever, I just need to watch stuff. I mean, we were celebrating the glory days of Netflix with Tiger King. We were binge watching a show about people that were just nuts in Oklahoma and we didn't care and we were happy about it. But all that stuff came to an end and Netflix got greedy. So they thought, hey, you know what? We have competition now. Plus Disney Plus was out there and they were dropping stuff. They watched Onward, you know, Pixar's movie. That was released in the movie theater right when COVID hit. They pulled it from the theater, put it on Disney+. Plus. They put Frozen 2 on Disney+. Plus. They were doing all kinds of stuff because not only was it smart because of what we were going through, but it was also smart because they were a new streaming platform. Netflix got greedy, though, and said, we're just going to raise our prices. Then they said, okay, the studios are closed they're not really doing much, and, and that, cha- that is changing the game as far as how the consumer is watching these movies. They're not going to the big theaters. I mean, once COVID opened, even now—I mean, think about back in the day when there was like five, six, seven, eight movies released at once— Now we got a movie theater that has like four. You got like 20 screens and you're showing four movies. Unless you're showing some old school stuff or doing some sort of event. You're not showing like four movies. There's like literally three movies released right now. There's no way that these theaters are going to survive. And the way Hollywood has shifted, it's gone to the streaming services. And Netflix knows that. So they start having these big contracts with huge celebrities, The Rock, and Ryan Reynolds, and Steve Carell, and all these guys. Jennifer Anderson, uh, whatever that hot girl is that I like. I can't think of her name. Um, She's married to Ashton Kutcher. Oh, Mila Kunis. Like, they're doing all these big, big celebrities and coming up with big movies. And some of them are fun and good, but they are costing them a lot of money. So what do they do? They raise the prices again. On top of that, Stranger Things ends. Season five's coming up, done. Umbrella Academy, season four, done. Is it four or three? Season four, done. Ozarks is over. All of their big shows. They Netflix does not have a flagship show. On top of that, they are dumping shows off. They are pulling content off. They are even getting rid of Their own original content. One of their very first shows they did is no longer on Netflix anymore. How do you not even have a show that you produce that was a Netflix original not even on your platform? And they are about to, if they haven't already, roll out a whole new plan that's really going to piss people off. So, Brandon, what's the point? My point is something's happening. It's a domino effect. We now have the merger with HBO, WB, Discovery, whatever you want to call this train wreck. But what are they doing? They're canceling movies. Obviously, Batgirl canceled that. They're canceling programs. They're canceling animated films. They're laying people off. But they're not only doing that. They are literally, HBO is literally removing stuff off their library for good. A lot of kids stuff. They've just 86. Boom. Well, if there look, if you originally had HBO Max for your children and you, because they had a whole ton of kids' stuff on there, and you got to benefit from it benefit from it as a parent or a grandparent or an older sibling, you were benefiting from having both this well now you're looking at it going well, you got rid of all that kid stuff. You got rid of Sesame Street. You got rid of these movies. You're not making any more of these movies. You canceled these contracts. What do I need your what do I need it for? They're no longer doing like same day releases. One goes to the movie theater, one goes on streaming service. They're also not following the forty-five day format that Disney and Marvel are doing where a movie comes out, stays in the theater for about 45 days. After that, it's on Disney+. Plus. They're not following that. They are either putting it strictly on HBO Max for a premiere release, or they're running its course in the movie theater, whether that be 45 days, 50 days, 30 days, whenever, and it'll get on HBO Max when they feel like they it's time. I mean, I know there's a plan, but that's the gist of it. That doesn't make sense. Meanwhile, you're getting rid of movies, and you're not resigning those contracts because it costs money. If you didn't produce that movie, and you don't own the rights to that movie, it costs money to show that. You literally have to pay that contract. That's why you're seeing, well, this one movie was on HBO Max for four months, but then it jumped to Amazon Prime, but then it jumped to Netflix. Now it's on Hulu, people get pissed. You want to be able to go and watch that movie whenever you want. You don't want to have to juggle it. I mean, how many times have you gotten in the mood to watch a movie and if you don't own it, you got two choices, find it on a streaming service or rent it. That gets frustrating after a while. So HBO Max and everything that's going on there is, is a mess. Now, HBO Max does have a decent library of old-school movies. I say old-school, ones that have already been out. But they're canceling so many of those contracts, you never know. Peacock is a joke. <clears throat> Let's be real. I had Peacock when it first came out. Because actually, when it first came out, it was pretty entertaining. And it was, you know, 4 dollars And I had it for soccer, and I had it for some other movies... And I had it for The Office, because that's the only place you can stream The Office, is on Peacock. And they have a free version, but it sucks. So you can either watch The Office on Peacock, rent it, or go buy all the seasons. Again, it's not streaming on any other platform. Friends is on HBO. When the Netflix lost its contract and they paid a ton of money to have friends on there, it went to HBO. It's exclusively on HBO or random TV. Paramount Plus is another one. I got Paramount Plus because there was a movie I wanted to watch for Halloween. I had two choices. I could rent the movie from Redbox. There's another streaming service for you, by the way, because they have free stuff on there. You they and they have some live stuff. But I could have rented the movie from Redbox, which would have been like $3.99, or I could get Paramount Plus for the month for like a dollar more or something. So I said, forget it. I'm gonna get Paramount Plus for a dollar a month. And I had it for a little over a month, and I can tell you. From the movie side, they add nothing. They add a couple movies here and there. And I'm not just talking about movies that, like, I want to watch. I'm talking about in general. I have watched that, just added, and it's nothing. Every time they add stuff, it's old stuff from MTV or documentaries or whatever. Now, I will say this. Paramount Plus has a great show, Mayor of Kingstown. Phenomenal show, Mayor of Kingstown is a phenomenal show. If you haven't watched it yet, watch it, and I'm super happy it's coming back. It's a great show. It's also from the same dude who's who did Yellowstone and all that, so it's got a really cool, really cool vibe to it. But again, once I'm done watching that, I don't need Paramount Plus anymore. I know what people are thinking. Brandon, what about Yellowstone? Well, Yellowstone isn't on Paramount Plus because here's the problem. Yellowstone was on Paramount Network. Peacock bought the rights to stream Yellowstone because at the time, there was no Paramount Plus. So once Paramount Plus decided to create its own you know, whatever, streaming service, they lost the rights to stream their number one hit show. And I don't even know who has Paramount Network. Quite frankly, I'm not even sure how to get it. I struggle. I don't know how Yellowstone does so well when it's almost impossible to find Paramount Network, which I thought they were getting rid of. But they can't because they can't do yellowstone on paramount plus because then yellowstone would be on paramount plus and once the season is over they would lose the rights to peacock their competition so they screwed up that way they dropped the ball because quite frankly had they saw, had the foresight and they knew once yellowstone was a hit they should have immediately put that in the contract to be like hey if we come up with a streaming service We're going to stream our own show. (laughs) Meanwhile, your own show is not even on your own network. It's stupid. So Paramount Plus to me is pointless. Yeah, fine. You got some Star Trek stuff on there. Whatever. Who cares? That's great. And I know there's a bunch of Star Trek fans out there, but it's not worth it as a network. It's not worth it. And I think we're starting to see people go, wait a minute. I'm tired of this. And I've noticed, not just from content creators, but from people I talk to and being out in stores and all that shopping, the physical media interest has gone up. DVDs have gone up. I am now back to collecting my DVDs again for a couple of reasons. One, I should have never got rid of them in the first place because it was something I enjoyed. Some of it I did at desperate times and I needed the money. The other times I think it was just I wasn't thinking. So I'm kind of mad at myself because I had some great ones that I'll probably never get back again. So I'm starting to collect physical media again. I won't be buying DVDs every week and all the time, but a couple times a year, add a couple to my collection, you know, win some, lose some, you know, not lose some, I already did that, you know, buy some, whatever, things like that. I've got my shelf in my room. It's really nice now. You know, I'm 44, 43, whatever. Well, wait, by the time you guys hear this, I'll be 44, I think. I don't know. I'm kind of looking like a teenager again. But, <laughs> but I, you know, I'm living the way I want. So whatever. But I've noticed it because I've gone to Target and their DVD section, they used to have some kind of up front for the holidays, but then over by their Vinyl, because yes, Target sells vinyl and some games. Their DVD section has doubled in size. Okay, they wouldn't do that unless they were selling more. I noticed it the last time I was at Walmart back in October as well. They put more carousels up with DVDs. I was at Hot Topic and Hot Topic had a whole row of DVDs and I've never seen them there before. Kroger added more DVDs. They're not just doing that because they feel like it. They're doing that because they're selling them. What? So, so something is happening. Part of it could be because of a lot of the hype on social media with these content creators that do movies and collections. Part of that could be it. The other part of it could be Because people are tired of paying for 17 different streaming services and they want to own these movies and they're seeing those numbers go up. So they're like, hey, let's put them in there because that's what I think is happening. I think the streaming wars have caused people to feel negative about a lot of these services and to pick and choose. Instead of the days of having five or six of them just because a couple years ago, I think those are over. And I think we are going to see streaming services fail or get bought. I think Peacock could potentially fail. I think Paramount Plus could potentially fail. Look, the Paramount Net, the Paramount Studio as a whole has failed countless times anyway. Filed bankruptcy, almost been completely destroyed. So the fact that it's even around is shocking. But I think we could, keep, we could see it fail. This cat is driving me crazy. And I think that the frustration comes from with, if I go to my movie collection and I say, man, I want to watch 8 Mile. That's probably the next one I'm going to get, guys. There's a there's a 20-year 8 Mile amazing steelbook edition. 20 years, good God. Um, <clears throat> I remember going to the premiere of that that I want to get. But let's say I want to go see 8 Mile. Well, 8 Mile was on Netflix. But now it's not. It's on HBO. Well, maybe I want to rent it. Well, then you look to rent it and it's like $4.99. dollars Okay, I guess. But then I could just get HBO for a month. And then you go to HBO and you spend it. And you, well, people are going to get tired of that. But if I have it and I can just go, eh, I'm going to pop it out and watch it. Number one, I'm now cutting my services and my streaming services in half. I'm getting rid of money that's coming out of my bank account every month. Because I own that movie now. I would love to have all the Office DVDs. I had season one, two, and three before. Now they're gone. But if I had them, I could just pop them in. I'm probably going to buy all the seasons of New Girl eventually. Not just because I'm getting rid of Netflix, because quite frankly, Luke watches a lot of stuff on Netflix. And I will say, recently, the documentaries, the documentaries are great. There's been some other original stuff that, I've, that has intrigued me. But the way the new pricing program is going... And I got to tell you, this is what makes me think that I'm going to be buying a lot more physical media because of what Netflix is doing. And you watch, other people are watching them and seeing if it works. So Netflix has this brilliant idea that they're going to launch a new basic site, a basic subscription tier, and I think it's already out where it costs six ninety nine dollars per month and has 15 or 30 second ads before and after the programming, the programs. Okay, so people are like, well, that sucks. I don't really care about ads because I had HBO with ads and it didn't interrupt me. It didn't mess up my time. But they, that's not all. That's their basic with ads. The video quality up to seven twenty. Who in the right mind would even watch something at seven twenty? You'd be watching it through a lens that's in a toilet. Seven twenty. It's almost twenty twenty three. Who the who's using seven twenty? Then it says access to con- uh, content. Due to license restrictions, some titles will be inaccessible. No, that's not true. That's not true at all. What that says is we don't want you to be able to see some of this premiere stuff that we think is top tier because you're too cheap. Has nothing to do with licensing. Because if Netflix already bought the rights and the license to it, whether I pay you a dollar or fifteen dollars doesn't matter. So Netflix is playing dick the dog with everybody again. Then there's a basic for $9.99. Video quality up to $720. One streaming option. Meaning I can watch something, but if somebody in the in my house watches it. Before me, I can't watch it. So you can only stream on one device. And then you can watch every title. Then there's a standard $15.99. High definition, two options, every Netflix title, two streaming devices. Then there's premium, 1999 dollars 20 bucks, HD and 4K Ultra HD, four devices, every Netflix title. Three of the Netflix plans will let you download movies and shows on your device to watch when you don't have internet, travel, whatever. The basic plan lets you download onto one. The standard lets you download onto two. And the premium gives you four. But the basic with ads, you can't do any of that crap. This is where Netflix is going to screw up Did you know by the way too that they still offer DVDs? They have three plans. 9.99 for Blu-rays and DVDs you get one disc out at a time. 14.99 you get two discs. $20 a month you get three discs. They still offer that. Shoot, I'm about to go to one disc. <laughs> Just for nostalgia factor. But this is where they're going to screw up. Because you're going to tell me that somebody who's on a budget and is trying to do something right, pays $7, they're not going to be able to see. And they will tell you, I would not be able to watch New Girl. A show that's off the air, mind you. But if I pay $7 a month, I can't watch it. I can't download to my son's tablet when we go on an airplane because you just changed it. You changed the game. Stranger Things, I will be able to watch. But they, Breaking Bad, All they give you a list of these key popular shows you will not be able to watch. What happens when Stranger Things is over next year? When Umbrella Academy is over 2024? What What's the benefit of paying these other prices when you have yet to produce something that's been worth anything? Whereas the handful of movies that I might watch on there, I could just buy, and then I won't need you anymore. If I didn't have my son in this multiverse of madness in a different world, I may still get Netflix, but am I really going to care about the other stuff? I think it, it takes balls to sit there and put together a plan like this because you lost money, because you cheapened out on your content, because you got aggressive, you cheapened out on your content, or because you keep paying these celebrities multi-million dollars for putting out mediocre crap, which is why they're playing, if you notice, a couple of their big movies. They started doing the, we'll release in the movie theater this week, and then a week later on Netflix. They're trying to get that revenue. So I think because of that, we are seeing people go back to physical media. We are going, to, I'm telling you right now, these streaming services are going to battle it out, and there's going to be victims. And some of those could be Peacock and Paramount+. Plus. I don't think Netflix is going anywhere. But I think they're gonna have some major screw-ups. Disney Plus, despite what you say, is doing it the right way. They are sticking with what they said, mostly family-oriented programming while adding our stuff. Look, Deadpool 1 and 2 and Logan was their first R-rated movies that they added to Disney Plus. Then they added the Daredevil show, you know, Jessica Jones, Punisher, those MCU Netflix shows that they own and took off Netflix and put them on Disney Plus, and we're going to see more of that. But overall, let's not forget, guys. Disney made one of the coolest Predator movies ever that just came out this past year. That should have been in the movie theater, but it was on Hulu. It, it's not under Disney, but they they bought Fox. That's Disney. They made it. So they're starting to also beef up the content on Hulu and order. I mean, I can get a bundle. I can get the Disney bundle for cheaper than I can get some of these programmings. Apple TV is expensive if you don't get it for free and it's pointless. HBO Max price is expensive and it's not worth it. I can get the bundle cheaper than that. It's not to say that Disney won't go up in price, but they are handling the way they're doing their streaming service right. I may not agree with everything they do and I may not agree with everything they do with the streaming service, they're handling it right, but it's causing people to look at the other services and say, Wait a minute, do I need this one? Do I even want this one? And I'm telling you, it's getting people to think about things. It's getting people to think about the days of going to the movies as if it was a big deal. It's getting people to think about the days of collecting those movies and owning it like you own the movie, you can watch it anytime. And there's no way that I can be the only one thinking that when you have major retail outlets beefing up their area, their, their rental space, so to speak, or not even their selling space for DVDs. There's no way. There's no way that Target doubles their little tiny section that's now bigger for DVDs because I'm the only one thinking that it's worth buying them something's happening. And I think that we are going to see a shift over the next year, one to three years in streaming services. And I predict that in the next three years, one, if not two streaming services will either be bought, merged or dead. Just saying. What about you guys? What do you guys use? Are you guys one of these people that likes to bounce around and depending on the year, the season, what's on it? Are you a one streaming service person? For the longest time, I was Netflix. That's it. Occasionally by Hulu. Oh, and when the WWE had their own network for a while there. Of course, now they're on Peacock. So that's another positive for Peacock. I just don't even watch it as much as I used to, though. It's the first time in my life, and I've been watching wrestling since I was like four years old. It's the first time in my life that I really just don't care. I just don't. There's some cool stuff, but I just, I don't care. It's gotten kind of burned out to me. Only took me 44 years. Doesn't mean I won't watch it again. But I want to hear from you. So email me. You don't even have to email me. I guess for some of you guys, you like email though, because I still get them. You can email me at Podcast at gmail.com go to the life of an average, of an average Joe Ugh, I can't talk the life of an average Joe podcast.com all the social media outlets you can go ahead and drop your comments. I want to know what streaming services you like what ones you don't like what you know why you like them I love to hear from that. I love to hear about that from you guys because currently right now I have Netflix. Disney Plus, Amazon Prime. But like I said, Prime is because I really just order stuff. I could care less about the streaming. Um, And I think I have Peacock, but I think that's ending soon. And Paramount Plus should be ending soon. Because I don't need it. Now, I'm getting ready probably around Christmas to get HBO Max. I remember last Christmas they had a bunch of good Christmas movies on there. Um, and it'll give me an opportunity to catch up on, uh, you know, Game of Thrones. Well, not Game of Thrones, uh, House of Dragon, House of the Dragon, I should say. And there's a couple other things I want to watch on there. So I'll probably get that for a month. Um, I'm thinking about adding Hulu back to my bundle cause there was something I wanted to watch on there, but quite frankly, now that I'm talking about it, I don't remember. So who knows? But that's it. Now, when I worked for a certain media company recently that I don't work for anymore, and I'll talk about that when I can in 2024. Can't talk about it now, but I will. I got a lot of them. I mean, I got HBO Max for free. I had Paramount Plus for free. So I watched everything. It did, you know, yeah, if you're going to give it to me for free, I'm going to take it. But I'm not paying for that crap now. And I'm excited to see the, the resurgence of this physical media. I'm excited to actually see sections in a store. It makes me think that what if Blockbuster could have survived? What if they, what if they could have somehow incorporated the rentals and the streaming and, you know, what if, what if they would have just bought Netflix? We'd all be renting from Blockbuster now, you know, even though we Blockbuster, the store is gone. We, we would still be getting Blockbuster on our TV. I guess there would only be people my age that would care about it, you know? Because Luke doesn't even know what Blockbuster is. You know, Luke, not too long ago, saw a telephone. One that was sitting like a desk phone that he plugged into a wall, like the cord and everything, and asked me what that, that what kind of weird phone that was. And I told him about it. I had him pick it up. And he's like, do you FaceTime? I mean, that, he didn't even know what a phone was. I'm not even making fun of him because he's five. But that's, it blew my mind to think about. He doesn't even know what a phone is. Like those types of phones. And when I showed him like with my hands, where well, you talk on it like this. And he's like, he's doing the little hand signal to his to his ear like, what do you mean? So God forbid I mention Blockbuster and like, hey, let's go rent a movie. He does know the Redbox because we still occasionally will go to the Redbox and get a disc for fun. He likes to look at it. It's just fun, you know. And I get a lot of points because when we do stream something for rental, I go through Redbox on the TV. So I get a lot of points. And they'll toss me a uh, one for, hey, here's a free movie. But you got to get it at the kiosk. So we'll go to the kiosk. So he knows Redbox. But if I said we're going to the store to rent a movie, he'd be like, What? Why don't you just go on your TV? What's wrong with you? But I think we're seeing something, guys. And I think hopefully what this does is balance the power again. Make these streaming services not, you know, put out some quality content and fight for our subscriptions instead of us just being lazy and doing it. And also, I'm really hoping that the look. Hollywood sucks, but I hope that these studios see that there is a purpose for these theaters again. I don't think that movie theaters are going to ever be the same. I think we're still going to lose a lot, but I think the ones that can make it through this next wave need to really do something. And some of them do. Some of them already start showing old school holiday movies, or they'll be like, hey, you know what? We're going to have this day and we're going to call it Alien Day. So you have the alien marathon going back from the prequels all the way to the most current alien movie or once a week, you know, show an Oscar when an Oscar award winning movie, you know, just for fun. We're re-releasing this in the movie theater. Just something. Make it feel important again and get people back to the movie theaters. Get these streaming services to actually put out some quality content because I think Netflix is just slapping their name on everything these days and half of it sucks, and I think it could have a balance, but in the meantime, keep an eye out, guys. I'm telling you, DVD, Blu-ray, steelbooks, that stuff is going up. People are out there looking for it, and the the retail stores know it. Guys, I'll be back next week. I hope you guys have a good one. Thanks again for listening. I love the support, and I'll talk to you guys soon.